Hello everyone, welcome back. Good to see you. I hope you're having a good day right now. Um, I just wanted to do a quick, honestly, I wasn't even planning on doing a, a stream. I was listening to a podcast and I started writing some stuff down because it was pissing me off and really it was some stuff I'd been thinking about and so I was like, I, I ended up, my notes that I was jotting down ended up being like two pages and I'm like, screw it, I'm not going to sit here and transcribe this whole thing. I'll just do a quick video about it. So this is probably going to annoy people on the left and on the right and, and I'm okay with that. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. There's just to give you a brief uh, kind of update on the front end, I'm I'm trying to get back into doing more. I think I was feeling a little apathetic there for a while with all the coronavirus stuff, but I've started like writing more content and coming up with notes and stuff. Um, so there, you know, there is the big deal with Bernie and Joe Biden's live stream yesterday. Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts on that, particularly the fact that the Democratic Party has no identity anymore. Um, you know, the media is, you know, ramping up how egregious they are nonstop. You know, there was this press conference yesterday. It was one of the craziest press conferences that I think I've seen from this, uh, since they've been doing these coronavirus task force updates, you know, it kind of reminded me of, you know, so here, here's a little bit of the cycle. Trump is, I mean, for whatever you think, you could love the guy, but you have to at least admit he's fairly petty. Um, and so the media have no problem goading him, saying crap that's not true, being dishonest in their coverage, whatever, um, which they have been doing. That's, that's pretty obvious. So he comes out at the beginning of his press conference yesterday and shows this whole video showing how, cause the main criticism is you didn't act soon enough. You know, if you'd have acted sooner, you'd save all these lives which is always something anyone can say. You know, anyone can say, well, if only you... I mean, it's, it's like the easiest form of Monday morning quarterbacking. It accomplishes nothing, but whatever, okay. And so he shows this video of like how the kind of a little bit of the timeline of stuff that they did and when they did it and so on and so forth. And then the media lost their minds and CNN, you know, uh post like all of their chirons were about how Trump is unhinged and has this unhinged press conference and all this other stuff about how he's more worried about um, defending what he did and saying that he wasn't treated fairly than anything else. And I, this is one of the reasons why you should follow me on Twitter. So I went to CNN's website and they had this article that was about how Trump was completely off the rails in this press conference and all this other stuff, and about how he was just trying to show this timeline of how he reacted like early to it. And at the same time, CNN uploaded another article about, here's all of our coverage from the early stages of the coronavirus. In other words, they're like, how dare he come out and give all this propaganda about how early he acted. Oh, and by the way, here's how early we were covering it too. Like they did the same thing. It's one of the craziest things. I'm like, you can't make this up. Like both these articles back to back. Um, so CNN did the same thing that they were accusing him of. Uh, it's top notch trollery. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's also why no one trusts these people. Uh, so they're the left, the left and CNN, some of that mainstream stuff, they're doing kind of what they've always been doing. And I have a whole nother thing that I want to talk about at some other point about why we should not be so numb to that right now in this moment. Like, yeah, CNN dishonestly covering Trump is something we should be used to and some of the divisive stuff, but this is the wrong time. 
um, to kind of numb yourself to that? Like we should say, why is that persisting in this time right now? Um, but that's a whole other thing. I don't want to talk about that. The thing I was listening to, and this is where I'll probably piss off some people on the right, is I was listening to Shapiro's show from yesterday, Ben Shapiro's show. You know, he's a conservative commentator. Um, and, you know, I, I like ben, ben Shapiro. I don't agree with him on everything, but I, I do like hearing his perspective on things. Um, and I was listening to it, and he was echoing some things that I've heard him saying and other conservatives saying for the last couple weeks. And it's really frustrating and it's counterproductive. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about right now. And that's what I was like transcribing this. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, it's like Ben Shapiro having a panic attack in every single one of his shows for the last like two weeks. And so here, I'm going to kind of read to you some of what I transcribed before I just stopped. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to transcribe 15 minutes of the Ben Shapiro show. Um, but, and to kind of give you a sense of what I'm talking about and why I think this is counterproductive, okay? Um, and I'll give you my take on it. Again, you can agree, disagree, whatever. Uh, my headphones are falling out. I'm going to grab my hat here really fast. It's a duct tape production, guys. You know what you signed up for. Okay. Um, all right, so here's, here's kind of, I'll give you the essence of what he has been saying for a long time, which is, um, look, we need to know what the plan is. Like, there was like, I think two weeks ago, he was saying, don't tell me what's going to happen this August. We need to know what's going to happen next August. And so it's all about this. Tell us the plan. Tell us the plan. Give us the information, whatever. And just crapping all over Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci and the other people in this task force and the people who are trying to help. Uh, but here's, here's the transcription, and I'll show you kind of what I see is the core issue here. And it's not just Ben doing it. I'm not just picking on Ben. Matt Walsh has been particularly egregious uh, with this stuff. And there's other really prominent conservatives that have been doing this. Um, but I'll get to that here in a second. So here's what he says during his show. This is from yesterday's episode. He says, the dirty little secret has been, and I've been saying this for weeks, the experts don't know that much. They don't know what they don't know, but, or he says they know what they don't know, but they're not conveying to us what they don't know. And that's a problem because once they know what they know, then we can actually start uh, expecting some hard facts from them. We've seen the models change. We've seen the numbers come down. But they're not telling us what they don't know and what further <clears throat> inputs they need. We don't know what inputs they're using for the case fatality rate. We keep hearing case fatality rates being reported. And one thing we do know is that case fatality rate is not real right now. The numbers, he's saying the numbers that we're getting isn't, isn't accurate. Uh, because we know that more people have had coronavirus um, than have been tested positive. We know that the numbers in terms of who's died from it probably isn't accurate either. Now, Ben thinks it's too low. There's an argument that it's too high. Uh, but the main point is he's saying is that we don't know. Um, so he says, so we don't know anything. We don't know any of the statistics that we need to know. All right. So he says that. And then he goes on later in the episode and he says, what would be really wonderful at this point would be the, uh, the straight scoop to get the straight scoop from our public health professionals. What information do they lack? What information do they need? And what information, when input into their thought-making process, would lead to what sort of solutions? And we're not getting any of that. Honestly, I think Dr. Fauci is great in a lot of ways. This is one area where I think he has been really bereft. I think the same thing is true basically of Dr. Burks. I think our public health professionals need to be fully honest with us as to what they don't know. And then he says this. Now, I think they're saying it. I think they're saying, their writings are saying it. I think that when they speak in long form, they're saying it. But I think what they need to be saying is, listen, right now, and then he cuts himself off. He says, look, just be honest with us. Be honest. 
and say, here's the data we're missing. Here's the data we need. We can't make a decision to reopen until we have this data. That's what's happening here. So Dr. Fauci said over the weekend, this has been a, and his constant refrain, is that this vir- the virus decides when we reopen. That's not true. We decide when we reopen. We do. Now, we can make a horrible decision or we can make a great decision, but we're the ones who decide. And then he goes on to play this clip of Fauci talking. And he says, uh, what I think Dr. Fauci is trying to say is that we don't have enough data. And once we have the data, we can start making some tough calls on what to decide. Anyway, here's Dr. Fauci suggesting the virus decides when we open. And so then in the clip, Fauci says, the virus uh, kind of decides whether or not it's appropriate to reopen or not. We're not seeing right, uh, what we're seeing right now is some favorable signs. It's looking like in many cases, particularly in New York, we're seeing a flattening and a turning around. We would want to see, I would want to see a clear indication that you were very, very clearly and strongly going in the right direction. Because the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to get out the and then wind up back in the same situation. Okay, so here's Dr. Fauci saying that the virus decides, but he expands on it by saying, like, what we need is this information. We're seeing places where the, you know, the quote, the, the curve is flattening. That's the, I mean, by the way, how many, like, uh, weight loss jokes do you think in the future after all this will be referred to as flattening the curve? Um, anyway, but he's saying, look, we're seeing this happening in these other places. We need to see that trend happening all across the board, and then we can start to make some decisions. And so, in other words, he gives Ben the data he has and the data he needs and how they would make the decision. So he gives that. He's just not, like, spelling it out, writing it in crayon. He gives that. And, he, and all of that information is in there in pretty much any interviews either Burks or Fauci or a lot of the other ones give. Um, and then, so Ben Shapiro goes on. He says, I th- uh, or no, sorry, Fauci goes on. And he says, I think it could probably start, at least in some ways, maybe next month. And again, Jake, he's talking to Jake Tapper, it's so hard to make those kinds of predictions because they always get thrown back at you if it doesn't happen. We are hoping that at the end of the month, we can look around and say, okay, is there any element here that we can safely, cautiously start pulling back on? If so, do it. If not, then continue to hunker down. And then Ben Shapiro, his comment is, what does that even look like? He hopes people will go to the polls in November. Based on what? I'm fine with a plan. Can we have a plan? And then what's funny is in my notes, I wrote, I'm going to stop here because I'm not transcribing this crap anymore. And that's exactly correct. Like, I again, to emphasize, I like I think I like Ben Shapiro. I think that he's a good commentator, but this is not helping anything. These guys are giving us the information as they get it. And and for him to say, like, give us the information. Also, they don't have the information. Also, I guess they are giving us the information, but they're just not packaging it the way we would like it or the way I would like it. Like, what's he accomplishing? And so what it makes me think of is like, and by the way, I'm going to provide a link to the episode if you want to listen to it. It's kind of like the second half um, where he gets into all this crap. Uh, but it, it reminds me of, so whenever I was growing up in the nineties, like lawsuits were a big thing. Everyone, you know, the joke was, I'm going to sue you lawsuits, you know, being sued. You know, I remember there's this movie with Hulk Hogan, uh, called, uh, Suburban Commando. And in the movie, like, you know, he's like some space renegade, you know, whatever crap, who cares? And he like pisses off these bikers, these big tough guy bikers and, they come over to him and they're like, do you know, do you have any idea what we're going to do to you? And Hulk Hogan's like, let me guess, you're going to beat me up or something. And these like big, you know, greasy biker guys are like, what are you, what are you crazy? This is the 90s. We're going to sue you. 
And so, like, lawsuits was, like, the big thing everyone joked about uh, in the 90s. But I remember one time, I think I was in maybe, like, fifth or sixth grade, and I was asking my dad about suing someone or the, you know, or why, why don't you just sue this person or this thing? And he said something that's always stuck with me. He said, look, you know, no matter how hard you squeeze, you can't get blood from a turnip. And the point is, is that sometimes what you want just isn't there. No matter how bad you want it, no matter how bad you kick and scream, no matter how bad, like, you intensely desire for that thing, it's not there. You can't get blood from a turnip. And what we've been seeing for the last weeks uh, from a lot of these really, really popular uh, conservative commentators is them every day going out there on their various podcasts and just squeezing that turnip and just trying to get blood from the turnip and saying, give us a plan, give us the information, give us this, give us that. And it's like, these people can't tell us what they don't know. And you can also do addition by subtraction, right? So if they say, look, here's what we do know, well then definitionally anything that, oh, and we're telling you everything we know, I've got to turn it off from my phone auto answers when I have headphones in. Anyway, uh, again, duct tape production. So by telling us what they do know for sure, and they say, this is all we know, um, they're telling us what they don't know. You know, there's this old Lion King meme. It's hilarious. It's, uh, so it's Simba and uh, Mufasa, and they're looking out, and it's that part where Mufasa says, everything the light touches, that's our kingdom. And Simba says, what about that shadow part over there? And then the meme is Mufasa saying, Simba, what the F did I just say? Like, in other words, if I say everything the light touches is what we control, and you ask about, well, what about what the light doesn't touch? Like, well, that's not what we control, dude. So it's the same way with these experts say, here's what we know. Here's the information. This is all we know. We're giving it to you as we get it. You can't say, well, tell us, tell us what you don't know. Well, they just did, dude. They said, here's what we know. Anything that falls outside of that circle of what we know is what they don't know. Like, it's not that complicated. And so I can feel myself getting frustrated here because I've really been feeling like this for the last couple of weeks because it's really annoying because here's the problem. So a couple things, and I'll end it here because I don't want to go on some kind of tangent or any more of a tangent than I already am. So it's okay to be frustrated. I'm frustrated. Lots of people are frustrated. And honestly, I'm actually really not that frustrated, to be honest. And by that, I mean, this isn't really affecting me as much as it is other people. Like, I have family members that have lost their jobs. I know people that, like, I have a friend who works. He's a critical care nurse in California, in the Bay Area. His hospital had one of the first casualties in California from this, okay? There are people who I know who this is really impacting them a lot. I'm not one of those people. I went out for a beautiful walk today. It was great. There's people out. I went and got some food from a food truck the other day. Got some tacos. It's delicious. Like, it's just not impacting me that much where I am. Like, my job, as far as I know so far, job security, like, I'm okay. Um, but at the same time, I understand people being frustrated, people wanting answers, pe like, you know, and, and wanting to get a sense of, you know, okay, I don't know. This is all a big question mark. Can I get something here? Um by the way, Ben Shapiro is not one of those people. That dude's going to have a job no matter what, okay? And I'm not, again, I don't think this is some bad faith frustration on his part. But the point is, a lot of people feel that way. And just, you know, shaking your fist at the sky and saying, hey, you don't know anything, but also you need to tell me everything and give me a plan. It's like, dude, they're doing the best they can. Like whenever I watch these briefings every single day, and here I did put down just some bullet points of here's my basic my basic assessment 
of what is happening, okay? I could be wrong. I don't know. But whenever, like, if Ben Shapiro said, well, what do you think their plan is? What do you think is going on? This is what I would say. First off, they're saying, just like what Fauci said, is that flattening the curve, we need to see a substantial decrease in cases, like trending for a little bit, at least good news, all right? Seems like that's happening in a lot of places. We need to see significant trends downward in deaths. Now, again, that data is not super awesome right now, but they're working on it, okay? It's getting better, all right? So both those things need to be going down. At the same time, while those things are going down, so if we have cases going down, and as a result, mortality rates going down from it, our hospital capacity is going to increase because that's beds that are going to open up, that's ventilators that are going to become available. While that's happening, all right, while that's happening, we are significantly increasing our testing capabilities and not just in our capabilities, but in their quality, in their uh, speed, in their availability, all of that stuff. And we're going to see improvements in all of those things. We're going to see increases. So they're talking about, look, we're making all these masks. We're making all these ventilators. We're working on all this testing. We're working on whether it's hydroxychloroquine or uh, uh, risp not Risperdal. I can't remember what it is. But the, the, one, the drug that's made by Gilead that's the only one that's not uh, has a, a generic form of it. That's a whole other thing. Man, there's some shady stuff happening with pharmaceuticals right now. Anyway, but like... While we are waiting to see the social distancing working and we're seeing those curves flatten, so they're talking about, okay, look, New York, New Jersey, those are hot spots, but there's other places, right? So there's Chicago, there's Detroit, there's Atlanta, so on and so forth, Colorado area near where I live, right? Um, so they have to see that happening in these areas. And they've been really specific about how, look, we don't have one curve. We have a bunch of them all around our country. Like the comparisons to Italy and all this other stuff, our country we, it's so difficult to make a comparison between the u.s and other countries because our population is so much bigger our land mass is so much bigger and so you have to really compare like almost states and regions to other countries and otherwise use per capita numbers that's a whole nother thing but either way as we're seeing that curve flatten in these other areas the, as that's happening every single day they're cranking out masks they're cranking out ventilators they're improving testing capabilities they're working on therapeutics to help treat these people who are dealing with this, okay? This is happening across the board. So my thought is, as I see, listen to them, I hear, look, all we know is, is that we have to increase our capabilities, hope that the social distancing and stuff is working, right? And it works fast, as fast as it possibly can. We're gonna be assessing the data every single day. In the meantime, we're stockpiling stuff and working on pharmaceuticals so that we can treat people so that, you know, as we do start to open back up as a result of these numbers going down, then we have the capabilities to prepare. That was one of the main things. Not having masks, not having the testing capacity, not having ventilators, although it seems like they were able to deal with that pretty quickly. Um, but as, so we will open up as the numbers go down. And as we open up, the numbers will start to go back up. But guess what was happening that whole time? Our ability to deal with that will have increased by a lot, okay? So that's what I hear. What I hear right now is, look, every day we're gonna assess. Every day we're gonna assess the numbers, but we can't tell you what we don't know. And so I'll, I'll end that part there, but my main point is that it's okay to be frustrated, but, and this is the part that'll probably piss off people on the left, is that what whenever these really prominent conservative commentators are going out and what they're really doing is they're, massively demoralizing their voter base. Who's listening to them? Who's listening to them? 
mostly conservatives, some libertarians like myself, are listening to them. But there, if there's a person who's like, my whole world is wrapped up in what Ben Shapiro thinks about stuff, and he's like, they need to be honest with us. They need to da-da-da-da-da. I mean, Matt Walsh has been terrible on Twitter. I like him sometimes, but, you know, he's talking about Queen, Queen Burks and Fauci the Wise, and it's like, dude... Shut your Twitter down if this is what you're going to be spewing all day, every day. This is counterproductive. But who's listening to those people? Lots of conservatives. And so the the experts that they're crapping all over, who are they standing next to? They're standing next to Trump and Pence up there. And Trump and Pence are saying, these guys are working really hard. These are the people who are, they're doing their best. I mean, and by the way, I believe that. I think that Fauci and Burks, Fauci and Burks, are busting their butts to try and get you know it's, I don't I just don't see an incentive structure there for them personally to, to be like these dishonest shadowy people you know I don't see them as Trump lackeys and I don't see them as people who just want to ruin our economy I just I think they're just people doing the best they can like anyone else and so whenever these conservative hosts and pundits are pointing to them and saying they need to be honest and they need to oh, it's Fauci the wise, and they don't care about the economy, and they just need to give us answers, even though they are giving us answers, but they don't know anything, but they need to tell us everything. Like, what are they doing, man? They're demoralizing the the voter base on the right. Like, they're, I mean, they're demoralizing them. They're ruining any enthusiasm, any motivation uh, to get behind the, who I would presume, these the administration that these people support, which is the Trump administration, and so they're doing that just as huge sections of the left are coalescing and coming together, right? Like yesterday we have that, you know, completely uh, almost unexplainable live stream between Bernie and Joe Biden, which was funny. So I watched it and I had so many feelings and thoughts from that. But at the very end, I thought it ended about as appropriately as possible where Biden said he was really excited for them to work together on, uh, I think it was healthcare, climate change. The economy, criminal justice reform, higher education, and the economy. <laughs> and I'm like, and you can see Bernie like, like he's sitting there thinking he's like, okay, good. This is this is what I lost to. Um, anyway, uh, but Bernie and Joe Biden, you know, it seems like they're coming together. And I'm gonna do a whole other thing about that. Uh, that's a separate topic. Obama finally endorsed Joe Biden today after he was the only remaining candidate. So, good job, Barack Obama. <laughs> finally gonna finally gonna get behind old old Joe after he has no competition remaining. It's like wow, wow, how admirable, man. Um, anyway, but the left in a lot of sections are coalescing, and they have like what seven months, I think, until the election. Seven, like if if the the left, which has been wildly fractured for the last several years, is going to actually start coalescing for the next seven months, just as all these people, again, I don't think uh, Shapiro and Walsh, Jeremy Boring, all these other people realize what they're doing, um, but at the same time as they are demoralizing and sucking all enthusiasm out of the voter base on the right, like then they're going to get shellacked. Like The Republicans are going to lose and lose big in November. So if you think that election matters, which I do, by the way, um, then it's really stupid to just spew crap that's going to demoralize. Like, it's okay to be honest. Like I'm not saying don't criticize, but make the criticisms rational. Don't just sit there and squeeze turnips trying to get some blood to come out. You know, if it's like, hey, look, they'll we'll know when they know. Like, and if you don't have anything to say other than that, then 
don't say anything. I think that's one of the first things I said about the coronavirus stuff is I said, if you don't know, hold that, keep that opinion to yourself, man. If you don't know, or at least say, I don't know. So I'm not really going to talk about it. Um, so anyway, that's my thought on that. Like I'm the, again, the media have been egregious in terms of the just dishonest and divisive way that they've covered a lot of this stuff. I'm going to do a whole nother thing about that. But the people on the right, the mainstream, a lot of mainstream conservatives, not all of them, by the way, not all of them, but a lot of mainstream conservatives aren't helping their cause by, I think, unintentionally sowing divisions within their own base by basically delegitimizing everything that's happening right now um, by throwing shade on Burks and Fauci unnecessarily. Uh, so stop crapping on them. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be uh, coming up. I mean, there's, I, I, well, it's funny is before a lot of this started, I had this whole thing I was working on going through Biden's platform about like, well, how moderate is he? And then he comes out yesterday and does that live stream with Bernie. He's like, yeah, Green New Deal. Yeah, $15 an hour minimum wage. Like all the, you know, and just checks every box that Bernie has. And I'm like, well, there goes hours and hours and hours of research to show that I don't think Joe Biden is a moderate. He just came out and said it, that he's not. So uh, anyway, but there's, but looking at what the implications of that are, I think is super interesting. Um, I want to do some stuff about coping, just like with COVID-19 and how that's affecting people generally. Um, there's this other part about like the thing that's really scaring me the most that I, whenever I sit down and get motivated to work on it, I do for about 10 minutes and then I get so incredibly overwhelmed and frustrated that I have to stop. Uh, but that's about how the social divisions right now are only like it's fraying, it's ripping way worse. Like this is the moment that you would expect things to get better because people have to come together, but it's not. And I think I know why that is. Um, and I don't have an answer for it. So anyway, so there's that. I've got a piece I'm working on about how we've been self-quarantining for a long time. Um, and so this is just a, a new and different version of that. And so if really we need to stop self-quarantining in another way um, and, not, and not so much focus on this temporary thing, because I think there's a lot uh, bigger and tractable issue going on there. So all of that's going to be coming. I'm going to be putting that on my Locals website. So if you missed last time, I got uh, my site on Locals.com. That's a platform that Dave Rubin and his team have created. It's really incredible. You can upload videos and podcasts and my written content. They're adding direct messaging and live streaming. Uh, I mean, it is. it seriously is the coolest thing. Uh, so I'll put a link to that, but it's just returntoreason.locals.com. Um, you can just sign up for that. Uh, there's a way to to donate, you know, because it's meant for people who want to make money doing this. And I would like to do that. But I understand that, again, this is just duct tape production. So I'm not asking for anything. Uh, I just appreciate anyone that wants to come and check it out. So if this is the type of thing you're into, please go and check that out. Please follow me on Twitter. That's at My Mundane Mind. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's Return to Reason. And then all my podcasts also being uploaded to Spotify, SoundCloud, all those other places. Uh, at least as far as I know. I can definitely vouch for Spotify. I hope they're on Apple. I probably need to look into that. I think I've probably said that at the end of like 11 episodes at this point, and I never look into it. Um, but I'm <laughs> but I'm going to. I promise I'm going to. Uh, anyway, that's it. I appreciate you checking it out. And again, I guess my, my final thought for you guys is, like, we don't know anything, but it's not going to help. You know, there's this verse in Matthew where Jesus says, who by worrying can add a single day to their life? Um, and so I'm not saying don't, you know, be concerned. I'm not saying don't like, you know, say, Hey, we do need answers, but you can't get blood from a turnip and just sitting there and freaking out about this 
nonstop is not a solution, all right? We're all in this together, truly, even though it doesn't seem like it. And so the way we're going to get out of it is by working together and not just pointing fingers in every which direction. Um, anyway, all right, that's it. I will check you guys next time. Peace.